2: another year with these guys
3: host game press conferences i didn't really like my first Reed, so i was just winning to playmaker mode game
0: previews recaps brought to you by me your host jg smooth
3: you're listening to the cho show only on the suave report dot- dot- dot. the bears are what we thought they
0: were what, what, they're what we thought they were the bears are who we thought they were Good morning, afternoon, evening, night, whatever time it might be. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Choso Podcast. Then by I'm your host Jonathan Gordo, aka J.J. Smooth. Now you you know you you probably you're probably sitting here listening to this here. It may be in your in your car, in your home, uh, and you're going for a walk, whatever it might be, and you're wondering why you heard the voice of the late great Dennis Green. Well, I, I felt I thought about this. I thought about how I was going to open this up because there's a lot of ways in which you could have opened this this up here. I, I felt as if the less self-serving way of saying I told you so in terms of usually having a chance in this football game would be for Dennis Green. I, I used that that clip of the Bears being who they who he thought they were. Because essentially, this is what, what we saw Saturday, Richardson Stadium, again, fantastic crowd. I think there was 50 recruits there. It was treated to a great football game. The Bearcats were exactly who I said and thought they were. That a big physical football team that wants to win by, by wearing you down, by running the football, and trying to hit plays, in the pass game and what we saw out there was when they're not able to run the football when when the offense comes down to quarterback mike Honesty against a pass rush, bad things happen for them and that was the case as you still had a wire to wire 23 to 14 win there uh i, I moving them to a two and two on the season so it's the second straight time they beat north missouri when playing at 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 home, that last one was back in 2018. I, I just first first I want to say I'm I'm happy for that football team. I'm happy for those seniors, specifically those guys that were there in 2018. I'm talking, I'm talking about uh, Dante McGee, I'm talking about Johnny the fourth, talking about Marlowe Hughes Jr. And I'm talking about Jason Harris. I'm I'm specifically happy for those guys uh, because they have seen they have seen a lot of bad. Let's be honest here, they have seen a lot of bad the past few seasons. Uh, I'm glad they were able to have that moment um, in in what has been an up and down season so far. Uh, I'm I just I just I I was overjoyed from was able to catch up with some guys post game. Uh, I will say this year for for the post game. We're going to just have it at the end of the episode, so we will have you will hear the full post game from head coach Adam Doral. I was also able to catch up with Michael Slater and uh, Dante McGee, our dear friend. We also have Dante McGee interview up on the YouTube channel. The link is in the description. I was able to get that one on video. Uh, Michael, I just ran into him uh, and was able to to. Uh, Get the get the audio recording. I was not set up for that, uh, so I do I do apologize. Uh, but that will be at the at the end of the, of the podcast. Uh, I happy 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 for those, those those guys. I'm also happy for Coach uh, Adam Bro here. I know he downplayed it, but I, I know this is a big win for him. Uh, this is a big win for the uh, program there. Um, I, and I I just it just like I said. When 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 I when I came on here last week and and I said you show I'm dangerous when I say they have a chance in this football game and I'm sure there were some people that probably listened and said bro like this 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 man is just a total homer this that you know like well, come on now but again it I go back to the fact that, that last year when Kansas upset Texas I called that I said the whole week of that game. Kansas is going to win that football game. Kansas indeed won that football game. And I remember watching the Longhorn Network post game show. Michael Griffin, he said it best. If you watch the film, then what happens should not surprise you. It's the say, If you watch the film, what happens Saturday in Richardson Stadium should not surprise you. Because our new Coach Rashad Sanders unit was up to the task. I saw it last year when they was on the road in Maryville and, and, and put on a clinic in that first half, pretty much holding them to three points because of that style Mary. The three points, they did it again. They made Mike Honesty uncomfortable in that pocket and it led to three interceptions. I, I, just, I have to give that unit credit. They had a season high, three sacks in this in his, in his football game. I just tremendous effort there. Uh, Robert Fuentes, I just, we know the rough game he had last week. Robert got hurt early in his football game. He came back in the second half, had a cast on his right arm, I think. He petitioned to get in that football game the whole second half. I I mean, uh, there were several times where Slater and uh, Cossenas were having to talk to him. Finally, they relented on the third down, late in the fourth, uh, on what ended up being the the game clinching stop there. They put Robert in there. Robert with one arm, shot off that ball, swiped the tackle with the with the, the one arm, went after Mike Honesty. He kind of overshoot him at first. He broke down with the one arm and made the sack. I just... I uh, uh, Robert uh, the the man we know Robert's a different cat. It it but it, it's just it's plays like that. That just it's just it makes you remember literally how dominant these dudes are. That this man with one arm was able to go out there after not playing that whole half. I don't think if 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 if, if, the, if the man did it was just on on, on kickoffs. Come in there. In that clutch situation and get the sack right there, that it truly impresses stuff. Uh, I, I just, it just Traylon Craig' best game of the season. Had set, the second straight year he had a sideline pick uh, again. It's fantastic. Chase Faber, the true freshman out of McAllister, he had a pick in the in the in the in the ball game. Tavis McDonald, the corner out of sophomore so for, he had a pick in the ball game. I have to give that, that defensive back unit there credit. Uh, coach, coach McGuire and the cornerback's coach, whose name I am now forgetting. You recall last week, I said, we, it, unless we, it, we should, Missouri suddenly was able to pass the ball too efficiently against us. If we don't get that fixed, uh, it is going to be problems later on in the season. To their credit there, they were able to get that fixed. They was able to force three interceptions in there. Uh, and so I, I do want to give that uh, unit credit. I also want to give the overall defensive unit their credit, uh, Coach Braden Eichtenberg. I, listen, I, I know his unit has, has given up yards. And I said after the Emporia game. And I said it. I said it again. I'll say it now. I'll say it until the, until the character come home. I do not care about the guards. I could, quite frankly, to be honest with you here, I could give a rasp behind about how many yards that defense allows in the game. Because at the end of the game, when the clock is triple zeros in the fourth quarter, the only numbers that matter is the one on the scoreboard. And so as long as they are held to left than what UCO has, the defense has done their job. Now, today was a statement game out, out of that defense. Uh, they held Northwest Missouri to under 300 yards of offense. Uh they had 32 yards of offense in the first quarter. And just, again, it is a great outing there. But all three levels of that of that of that, that defense. Uh offensively, the best game we've had running the ball from a, from a player not named Stephon Brown. Uh Jalen Cottrell, the, the the converted from a walk-on running back out of Lexington. Uh career day scored his first two touchdowns, so shout out to him was three yards shy of being the first 100-yard rusher of the season, not named Stephon Brown. Uh, speaking of Steph, Steph had a very efficient day passing. was able to connect with Jacob Delso a few times there. Glad we were able to get that going. That saw some promise there uh, last week, and they were able to build off that. That's something that uh, Coach Doral would touch on. Uh, uh, two there, again, I was very pleased by Steph. I think he only had one bad play where he took a sack uh, when he was trying to make something happen. That'd be the only sack of the whole game. So I also have to give Coach Rowe's unit there that, 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 that offensive line it gives me a lot of credit as well. Now, I know Noah Dobson had three false starts. We gotta get that fixed. But uh, that was the best Outside run blocking of the season, Uh, Steph had plenty of time back there on the majority of plays. And that's a big, physical, tough front there. Now, running the ball in the middle was just not going to happen. But I was pleased. I really was. I was pleased by the offensive line there. I said last week it'd be a big test here if they were able to hold their own against Northwest Missouri. I did, did that. They were on a really good track. They were able to, to, to indeed do that. Uh, so I want to give that unit their credit as well. Um, was, I also want to touch on special teams. Nicky Coveto, um, probably the unsung hero today. Three of three on field goals all were career longs because his previous career long was a 22-yarder against Northeastern State last year. David Vargas, the who transfer from Guthrie, just continues to be one of the better punters in the conference. Uh, he pinned North Missouri inside their own two at one point and then had a punt that was muffed and recovered by the long snapper. Peyton Hunt, that is back-to-back games, where he's made some plays there on special teams. Uh, and, then, um, and then on, on coverage, Dylan, Dylan, Dylan Buckhite had a great tackle there. I think Rick Hall-Wicks did too. Uh, it was... It was a complete game. Uh, I will say how, however, and you're going to be calling me crazy for this. To me, to me, the Emporia State game was a more impressive win. Now you're sitting there probably saying, "How? How's that even comparable? We just beat the number two team in the country. How's that comparable?" I feel like I, I feel as if the Emporia game, the the I don't the Emporia game to me was more of an impressive win, just because of of, of it just seemed like I don't know how do I 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 put this? It just seemed it felt to me more of an impressive win. I guess perhaps I didn't see it coming. Is it, probably why it feels that way to me like I said before, I'm not surprised you won this football game. I, I I I honestly am not surprised. Uh I, I I had that feeling. I did a lot of similarities as I mentioned last move to uh, 2018. Even when I caught up with Dante McGee, I the first my first thing I said to him was bro are we back in 2018? I, I mean it, it just it just it has that feeling and, and I, I think for the uh, that the the next step for this football team, uh, really, it is to see find consistency moving forward. If you recall, you're a long term guy. That was a sticking point of former head coach Mikulic was consistency. That was a problem in the last two seasons. I, it, I this is this mean to me Lincoln will be the true test. Man. Again, probably laughing saying, "How is Lincoln the true test?" Because if they go out there. Lincoln is a very bad football team. Let's just call it what it is. They are a very bad football team at this point in time. When we we, we preview them, you will see why, okay? If they go up there, Jefferson City Saturday, and they do what they're supposed to do, okay, this game should be over no later than the half, okay? That would would tell me a lot in a good way. However, there is the risk of a letdown. There is the risk that the inconsistency continues because, again, this is a very young football team, that they go up there and it's still a ball game for longer than it should be before they're either able to put it away or we're we're looking at a possible upset, okay? So I think this is – I think Lincoln is also very important in that standpoint of can they string – Eight straight quarters of solid football together. I, I think if they can, it, I'm not going to say the rest of the season looks promising, but it definitely looks a lot better uh, than, than where it is, where it was this time three weeks ago. Now you got to also take a step back here, give that whole team credit, it, the Missouri-Western game, it just was not good. It was not good offensively. The defense got worn out. It, at that time, you thought we was in for a long season. I, I give that coaching staff, I give those leaders credit, though, because each time they've been knocked down, they came back, they fought hard, and they dominated really good football teams. Okay? And, and, I, I, and I think why I said the important game was better, I felt like UCL took advantage of at almost every turn in that Emporia game. Northwest Missouri, that was not the case, okay, because they only scored one touchdown on turnovers. Uh, they, they left a lot of points on the scoreboard. They also left about two more turnovers out there. Uh, and, and uh, But what that also is telling me right there, when you're able to beat a team of Northwest Missouri's caliber, with the inexperience that the UCO has, with them not literally playing their best game humanly possible, I, that is telling in a very good way. And, and if I'm the rest of the conference right now, okay, and, and, and you go back and you watch that game, and you see UCO force five turnovers, uh, UCO force three interceptions, UCO had three sacks, they had the most rushing yards on the season against them, They allowed only one sack, and they did not play the best game of their lives. That is very scary for the rest of the conference, but this is a very young football team. There was a lot of young guys out there today that made catches, that made plays, that are freshmen and sophomores, and I'm telling you, I think that is the biggest takeaway here from it. It it, it, it is the fact not only is this team improving every single week, Across the board, I just I just feel though I I feel as if it's coming together now. It's coming together. The, the identity that Coach Dole wants is it, coming together. It's still tough for me seeing our scoring in the low to mid twenties. Is it's, it's going to take me a while just because I've been used to the high thirties, low forties. I'm fine with it. It it obviously works. It's just gonna take me take me take me time. Uh I just think as long as the team continues to improve every week, I I, I genuinely think though by the end of the season, I, I think this is gonna be a team that a lot of people are gonna be afraid to play. I think heading in the next season, uh I think a a lot of teams uh are going if they take you so lightly it, it is gonna be a mistake i'm just gonna tell you right now because what i have seen through through four games through 16 quarters i did, the team fights hard okay I, I did that's not does not surprise me uh because just just seeing it last year seeing it in my time covering the team fights hard uh they play hard And you always have have a shot, but they're also improving. I saw again. If you look, I touched on the the defense. I touched on the fact the run game. The pass game was the best it's been all season. I know Steph did not score a touchdown, which is again. If you were to tell, if you were to tell people, Stephon Brown, who at times has been the offense. Did not find the end zone, and UCL still won that win that football game. That is a huge step right there in the development of this football program. Uh, but they, were, this was probably the best the past game looked all season. Jacob Delso was almost at at a, at a hundred yards on two catches. And I was glad we're starting to see that chemistry now emerge there. Oscar Hammond, the true freshman tight end out of Collinsville, also had a really big football game there passing i i know coach droll was definitely pleased about that he said he felt like this was a, a long time coming in that uh, regard there uh the 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 offensive line i gotta give that unit credit too they allowed only one sack on the day and that one sack it was kind of on steph there uh it was on a third down uh he was trying to make something happen hell held the ball too long and got sacked but again this was a team that had eight sacks last week against Central Missouri, 15 sacks in three games, and you still held them to one. Okay. And you if this if you had told me that same offensive line in week one would do what they did Saturday, I I know. There, there, there is no way I would have believed you, but again, as a testament to the to, to those guys the hard work that they put in and the pride they have to know that that's not the standard and 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 go about ways to fix that. Uh, I was I was I was pleased by the secondary. If you recall I called them out last last week. Uh, I said it was not good that Missouri Southern was able to pass the ball the way that they did. I give Coach McGuire and that and the cornerback coach whose name I forgot now. but you just follow me on Twitter there. Uh, like, literally yesterday, Thursday. Uh, I got to give them credit. I got to give them credit. Okay, they can't wait. With two interceptions, uh, it was a, they had quality breakups there. I'm glad. I, I'm just happy because, again, that was concerning me because I did not want a repeater last year where it literally took three-fourths of the season for us to find corners. Uh, I was pleased with the and core as well. Chase Faber had a nice pick. Uh, Jason Harris had a forced fumble or two. Uh, Blake Barone probably had his best football game in the U.S. uniform. I was very pleased with, with that unit. Is uh, with that unit too? Uh, punting unit again. David Vargas. You just, I, I, you just you. You just can't say enough about that. I don't know how Swatsu let that man go, but I, I really do appreciate it. Uh, because I tell you what, a, a good a good punter is a very way to repping. And, and especially in, in in a game like this where it was low scoring and it was a field position game, having a guy like David Vargas there really helps you out in that situation. Uh, I also gave a shout out to the long snapper Peyton Hunt. Second straight week here, he has either forced or recovered a fumble. Uh, I, again, I just, I've just been pleased by that. There was two good tackles on kickoffs. Uh, I was just overall, <clears throat> overall was just very pleased by what we saw. Obviously, there's some work to do. Got to score more points in the red zone. Got to score more or turnovers. Still have too many penalties that kill drives. But again, I think it's just a testament to the talent that they were able to go in there, do what they did not playing their best game and still come out with a signature win there uh, against number two ranked Northwest Missouri. I'm just happy for those seniors again. And I I hope similar to to, uh, 2018 that we're able to go on a run and, and, you know, end the season on a high note. I I would love nothing more than to see guys like Dante and Johnny in their careers in a postseason game, I just I, I would thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy that. So, we'll go ahead and get into the recap here. Northwest Missouri would, would, would win the coin toss and defer. Uh, Kobe would take the kick out of his own end zone. We'll only get to the UCO 13-yard line. Uh, very shortly into the football game, Steph's helmet would come off. Peyton Thompson would come in. <clears throat> Excuse me. Make his best throw in a UCO uniform, hitting Oscar Hammond for a 47-yard pass down to the Northwest Missouri 33-yard line. However, after a penalty, uh UCO would have to punt the ball. It was down at the Northwest Missouri eight. On that drive, also was the debut of JUCO receiver Madison Ridgeway. He apparently he has been hurt. Uh, Peyton Scott was also back in his football game, too. I'm, I, was, I was glad to see that. Uh, if you go back to that signing day, you know how high I am on Madison. Uh, if you go back to that James Curley interview, you know how high he is on Madison. Uh, so it was very good to see him out there. I didn't know if they were just registering him uh, because they felt like they had enough this season at that uh, receiver unit there. Um, So it was no note that he was hurt. Um. At the 8.56 mark there, Northwest Missouri would have their first of five turnovers. A bad snap was scooped up by Michael Slater, who returned it to the Northwest Missouri 11. On the next play, Chalen Cottrell would score his first career touchdown on a nice run to the outside there. Again, a 7-0 at the 8.50, uh, 850 mark. Uh, at the 8.04 mark on the following drive, Chase Faber would get the interception. At The northwest Missouri 19 yard line that would end in a 31 yard Coveto field goal, making it 10 0 at the 6 10 mark. However, UCO would get off the field on the following drive <coughs> following two pass breakups by Marco Domio and Kobe Stevens uh, after another UCO punt at the 112 mark. Jason Harris would have a TFL followed by a North Texas transfer. Calvin Hutchins, sack on a third down that would end the quarter with UCL holding on to a ten nothing lead. On um, this second quarter would start with a control touchdown that was called back. They said he stepped out of bounds voluntarily and came back in. To me, to me, it seems like he was forced out uh but where the replay cameras are it is is very it the, it was not the good enough angle for it to uh uh show so that call stood um it would lead to a punt. it was the second shank of the year for uh david vargas you see the ball would land at the u c o forty nine uh UCLA, I mean uh, North Missouri would then score on that on that on that drive at the eight twenty four mark we're getting a 10-7 game. Ushio will go three and out. Northwest Missouri will get a penalty on the punt. Start at their own 12. <clears throat> that drive will come up empty as Trayvon Kordick would have a big third-down pass breakup. Uh, again, the best game out of Trayvon Clark so far on this young season. Uh, UCL will get the ball at their own 36. Oscar Hammond would make a big catch there. Uh but however that drive would come up empty. However, on the following drive, Jason Harris would force a fumble. That was the, again it's just it was just a tremendous game there by Jason Harris in terms of shooting the gaps. Uh know Missouri would uh, would would keep the ball but have to punt. Then uh, right right prior to the half, Jacob Delso would get a big catch there that would lead to a 35-yard field goal with 17 seconds left. Giving UCO a 13-7 lead heading to the half. Uh, at this time, you had to be feeling good. Uh because again, the only score the defense allowed was on a short field. And even then, it took North Missouri, I think, 11 plays. So it wasn't like it was just like bang, bang, bang. I mean, it, it it took them, it took them a while to get down there. Uh you you were hoping in the second half, you could maybe UCO would add another touchdown. Uh make sure to keep the defense fresh for the fourth quarter because you 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 knew Northwest was not going away. I like like that that I knew of. So I knew that we needed to keep the defense fresh. Uh, Northwest Northwest Missouri would start off the second half with a hold on a kick return. Uh though know, that drive would end in a punt on the next drive, getting a control would score his second touchdown of the season. On a 83-yard run, the longest play of the season for UCO again to the right side to the outside. Just tremendous blocking. <coughs> Excuse me. I have to give uh, Coach James Curley and that receiving unit again a lot of credit. Uh, Delso Terrell Davis by zone the fourth out there blocking. Uh, the best has been all season. That make it 20 to seven. Um, then uh, after trading punts, Northwest Missouri will finally mount, mount a his drive. Raekwon Wix unfortunately got caught in a great play call. Um, he had to choose between two receivers. He chose the right one, was not able to get there in time, and was and was and was lost. After that, Kobe Stevens was then run over twice in route to uh, North Missouri scoring at the 5:46 mark, making it 20 to 13. However, UCO would respond on the next drive. Two big catches from Oscar Hammond and Jacob Delso, followed by a Kemper run, would lead to a field goal after Steph was sacked. on third down, making it 23-14, heading to the fourth. Again, you're feeling confident here, okay? They, they were able to at least make it a two-score game. Again, you would have liked to have gotten a touchdown uh on that when they got in the red zone, but at least was able to make it a two-score game. Uh, very early on in the four at the 14-11 mark, Tavis McDonald, the corner out of sulfur, would get his first career pick. at drive would however end in, in a in a punt, not the front, however, because on the following drive, Trayvon Craig would get the interception. However, that drive would end in a punt. However, on the next play, at the nine eighteen mark, Peyton Hunt would recover the North Missouri Muff at the 37. However, that drive would end in a punt. So, see, again, this again, this is where we got to capitalize. There's three straight turnovers and nothing to show for. Uh, again, that goes back to the fact that UC was able to win this football game even though they, they 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 themselves did not play their best football game, however, David Vargas would pin them inside their own two again. David Vargas, just the best punting we've seen since Drake Deska was in the Utah uniform. Uh, at the three o two mark, uh, is pretty much pretty much when UCL was able to put this game away. First, you had a Slater Hunter large sack. I gotta say. Hunter Lorgen in this football game. I just Hunter Largin right now is reminding me a lot of Carson Smith. My longtime listeners. Carson Smith, you remember the nose guard out of Blanchard, had him medically retired because of shoulder injuries. Uh, and he, he was a guy that, that they were talking talking about, had had NFL potential. Hunter Largen was double-teamed his whole game, was still getting a pass rush. It's somebody at like what six foot, 345. I he he had the nine tackles last week. I, I'm just telling you right now, the way he's going, if, if he gets stronger, uh, you can't tell me that he will not have, have a shot at one of the pro leagues, uh, because guys of his size, explosiveness. And athletic ability just do not come through the uh, a door often. However, while we are on the subject of uh, a medical re- medical retiring, uh, Antonio Junior Smith, the true freshman running back out of Union, you recall, got hurt last week in that Missouri Southern game. He announced on Friday on Instagram that he is stepping away from the game of football. You just hate to see it. You hate to see it when a when a. When when football is taken away from, from, from a from a guy before before his time, and it's even worse for a guy like Junior Smith that, you know, got in an employer game, had a had a had a great game, and just to see the career in after five and a half quarters, I, I really just feel for the man I, I will reach out to him probably uh in the off season, see if we we can Bring him on because I I would just I would just like him to uh, you know hopefully tell his story there you know about, you know, you know because obviously that was not an easy uh, easy choice obviously you know he he did it with long term health in mind I just I, I'm just I just wish him the best of luck there I, I I can only imagine how tough that is um to be going through so I I, I just I wish Junior Smith the best here. Uh, moving forward. Um, but back to the recap here. Again uh, at the 240 mark. Again, this is where Robert Fuentes. I just, it just, he had a rough game last week. We know the personal foul. I uh, Robert was better. He was more under control. He got hurt. He would... the uh, second half. He reappeared with a cast. And uh, I don't recall Robert playing at all in the second half. He was lobbying the play. Uh, Coach Sanders and Slater were trying to calm the man down. Finally, somebody relented at the 240 mark uh, on that final drive. And all Robert did was go in there with one arm, fire off the ball, side swipe the tackle, shoot the gap, over pursue, break down, with his long wingspan and a one arm make the sack on Mike Honesy right there. Again, like I mentioned before, we know Robert Fuentes, a different cat. I mean, it it just it it just proves it to you. This man doing some pain. Cause I mean, I just Robert was in some pain to come back the way he did. And his lone play on the second half was one of the best all season. I I just the man is different. I saw him post game as I was talking to Slater. Uh you would not have known that that the man had a cast on. I the dude was on cloud nine right there. Um so it's it's just again a tremendous play there. And then the following play was the fourth down stop. Uh they got they got the 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 uh pass Want to see how to check it down. Well short. And then UCO was able to get a first down on the Andrew Carney run. They was able to nail it out and secure the win. A 23-14 win over number two ranked Northwest Missouri. And we're looking at the box score here. Um, UCO for finished the day with uh, eight first downs apparently. Okay. Okay. Eight first downs. 106 yards rushing on 32 carries. <clears throat> Excuse me. 186 yards passing. Uh, 292 yards on the on the on the game there. Uh, they were all 12 on third downs. A- again, we just we gotta, we just said there is a lot. There is a lot that we have to. We have to. We have to. We have to, we have to fix. Okay. there, 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 there just is. But again, I feel like that's what makes this win so impressive is the fact that they didn't play their best game and were still able to beat the the number two team in the country. Looking at North Missouri, they had 18 first downs, 97 yards rushing on 37 carries. Fantastic game. 194 yards passing with three interceptions. uh, 291 yards offense. They had four fumbles, two were lost. 5 of 15 on third down, fantastic. Uh, 1 of 2 on fourth down. Looking at the individual numbers, uh, offensively Steph, 10 of 16, 139, long A uh, 52. Peyton Thompson, 101 for 47. R- r- rushing the ball, Kenneth Cottrell, 10 carries, 97 yards, 2 touchdowns, Longer of 83, 9.7 yards a carry. He had, he had 111 before the the, the, the losses there unfortunately. Uh Andrew Carney one for ten. Nasir Kemper six, six for seven, uh no, six six for five, excuse me, long of five, and the Peyton Scott, two for one. Uh, receiving the ball, Oscar Hammond, five catches, eighty nine yards, long of forty-seven. Jacob Delso, two catches, 91 yards, long of 52. Uh, Jennifer trail two for five, long of three. And then Daniel Richards, two of one, long of three. Playing the ball, David Vargas, uh, nine punch, 38.9 yards, a punt, Three inside the 20, though, with a long of 55. Again, David Vargas putting on a clinic at this point in time there. Return game, a lot of them were uh, fair, fair caught or touchbacks. Uh, looking at the, uh, the defensive side of the ball, Blake Barone, again, fantastic game. And the sad part is the man was hurt in this game and came back, so probably could have had a lot more tackles than when, when he finished with them. uh Nine tackles, Raekwon Wicks, another again, a great game from him. Two eight tackles, Dylan Buck hiked seven tackles. Jonathan Mosley, five tackles, a half TFL. Amante Davis, a much better uh, game, probably his best so far this season. Uh, five tackles, one TFL. Mike Pope, again, quality pass for us, four tackles. Kobe Stevens, three tackles. Noah West, three tackles, is one sack. That's sack number two on the season. Chase Faber, three tackles, the one interception. Uh, Calvin Hutchings, three tackles, one TFL, one sack. Jason Harris, two tackles, a half TFL. Marco Domio, two tackles. Connor Johnson, two tackles. Montrell Cozart, two tackles. Robert Fuentes, one tackle, one TFL, one sack. A uh, heck of a stat line right there. Uh, Trayvon Craig, one tackle, uh, break up. One pick, Michael Slater, one tackle, one TFL, one sack. McDonald, one tackle, one pick, Kyson Murray, one tackle. Aaron Hamilton, one tackle, the true freshman out of Woka. Hunter Larger, one tackle, and Jordan LeVue, one tackle. Again, it just was not a pretty game. It was a gritty game. And it was a game that UCO was able to come out. On the winning side, which is all you can ask for now, back at 2-2, two two, they turn their attention to one of the bottom dwellers in the conference. That is the Lincoln Blue Tigers. Now, if uh, you recall the past few seasons, um, the past few, few seasons, Lincoln has been a weird ball club. So, 2019. 2019. Offense was garbage. Let's call what it was. They had Jose Frickman, the running back from Memphis, was the whole offense, uh, and they could not pass the ball at all. Okay, then they come back after the pandemic, found a way to score the football, <clears throat> but then forgot how to play defense. So uh, they are currently sitting at 0 and 4. They are tied for last in the conference which is of Missouri right now, must be going through with something fierce at this point in time. I'm looking at what Lincoln brings to the table. Now, I I did notice we were their homecoming game. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, I just feel like if we if we ever needed more motivation to go in there and beat the brakes off them, I mean, yeah, the fact that they scheduled you for homecoming, you know. <sighs> I just, I hope we use that as motivation and um, just go in there and, uh, you know, just uh, make it do what it do. Uh, but there they are 0-4 coming off a 38-10 loss on the road to our dear friends, Northeastern State. They was down at the half twenty-eight 28-3. Only touchdown came on a formal recovery in the fourth. <clears throat> they had nine first downs in the football game. Uh, 52 yards passing, nine completions on 23 attempts with two picks, outgained 419 and 234. However, they did run for a buck 82. Um, on the season, they're being outscored 11.7 of 48 points per game. They have scored only six touchdowns all season and 47 points all season. Uh, they're averaging 75 yards a game, rushing 2.2 yards per carry, one touchdown. Uh, passing a buck 65.2 with the four to seven race where they use three quarterbacks. So, uh, you know, it's what it is. Uh, total yards 240.8 a game, 27% on third down, 25% on fourth down. 4-9 four in the red zone not have allowed nine sacks through four games. Defensively, coming in averaging 210.8 yards a game, rushing at 5.3 yards per carry with 11 touchdowns, Uh, passing the ball, three hundred twenty-seven point two yards a game, 13 touchdowns to only three picks. They have three sacks in four games, and they are allowing 538 yards a game, 55% on third down, 75% on fourth down. 23 of 28 in the red zone, and 25 touchdowns through four games. So, uh, if we were ever looking for a game for the offense to get right, uh, I think Lincoln is that football game. Uh, Looking at some of their key players, uh, they have running back Omar Allen, 5'6", 200, senior Arkansas Pine Bluff transfer, uh, leading rusher, <clears throat> 51 carries for about 52, three yards a carry. Long of 62. Then they have three quarterbacks. First one, Zamar Brick, I feel like was the starter last year. Um, I, I will say, though, they, their pass game last year was was really good. Um, they, had, they had like two deep touchdowns against UCL last year. Uh, so there's nothing necessarily to, to scoff at. Uh, 6'4, 225 sophomore St. Francis transfer on the season. 320 yards of offense, 51.56 percent completion percentage, two or three ratio. Then you got Xavier Vaughn, 6'6, 6, 6, 200 sophomore, another Pine Bluff transfer, uh, 170, 170 yards, 62 percent completion percentage, 01 ratio. Then you've got Nathan Valencia, 6'3", 185, sophomore, a Eastern New Mexico transfer. So he probably knows um, Devin Bailey for, from, from UCL, 100, uh, 119 yards, 42.8%, completion percentage, one touchdown to three picks. Uh, as far as receivers go, Adarius Ely, foot 170, junior, uh seven catches for a buck nine but buck but ninety one four touchdowns 27.2 yards of catch long of 64. So if uh, you were ever looking for a playmaker, Darius Ely is that is that guy. So uh, hopefully the, the corners come ready to go again. Uh tight end Samuel and goli 6'5, 230, 17 catches a buck 80, 10 and a half yards of catch long of 45. Receiver Charles Johnson, 5'9", 150, 16 catches, a buck 38, 8.6 yards a catch, long uh, 31, and then defensively here, led by linebacker Jalen Mosley, 5'11", 220, senior Southeast Missouri State transfer on season, 33 tackles at 1.5 TFLs, had the scooping score against Northeastern North State, and then finally, Last player of note is defensive lineman Cody Bagby, 6'2, 245 senior, nine tackles, leads the team with three, three and a half TFLs and three hurries. Also has one of the three sacks and a forced fumble. So, as we can see, not the most daunting opponent, but again, you have to respect every, every opponent. Again, we have to avoid a letdown there. And again, we need to play four full quarters of football for two straight ball games here. I think that is the next step here in this in this in this, in this build now is stringing together multiple games uh of of full good football um and so I'm curious to see how that how that goes. I'm I'm hoping it's 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 good. We we go in there we handle business. And we get a lot of the lot of the, the backups in there, and, and and try to avoid injuries because we did get dinged up here in this football game. Fuentes, um, uh, Faber, uh, they're, 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 we 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 did we did get dinged up. So uh, I just would like us to go in there and handle business, and then we can get a lot of the young guys some more reps in there uh as well wrapping it up here before we get you to the post game press conferences looking at the conference standings are top the conference at 4 and 0 Pitt State followed by Kearney Northwest Missouri uh I'm guessing North Missouri Missouri Southern Missouri Western Washburn UCO Emporia Fort Hayes, Northeastern State, Lincoln, and Central Missouri. So uh again, it's it just it was a game. It was a game that a lot of people were surprised by. I was not. So you know, I just I just hope this isn't the highlight, the high of the season. I I hope that, that we can we can, can build off this and, and have a great end to the season. I know I will not be at the next home game. I believe that is the battle for the president's cup on a Thursday. Uh, again, it just doesn't work with my work schedule yet, but next year it will not be a problem. Uh so my next home game will be against Fort Hayes, I believe. So uh and then after that I should make it to all the rest of the home games. But it felt it felt really good to be back there, man. Like I I, I have to say. You know, you only you only get five or six of those a year, Um, and it's just it it was good to be back. It was good to see the guys in the press box, man. It was just, you know, and and then after the game, I just it just it still blows me away the support that we have. Um, You know, there was a gentleman that came out to me while I was on the field uh, that. You know, thank me for covering and said that he listens to every episode from his home in Texas. I I did not realize that we crossed borders here. Uh, It just, it just, it blows me away. You know, there were guys like Slater and and Fuentes, and I know Coach Curley, Coach Brandon Lechtenberg, uh, Coach McGuire, Coach Donald, uh, Coach Sanders. They all took time to come and, and at least greet me, and it just, and I, it 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 really means a lot because they don't they don't have to do that, um, and I, I just I just I appreciate it. I appreciate all the support we're now at sixty subscribers over on the YouTube channel. I'm not quite sure where we are over here on Spotify, but it, it has just surpassed my wildest dreams. Um, like I said before, I was close to quitting, and and, and here we are now, and it's just. You know we're gonna just keep on going we're gonna keep on attacking this uh, again. we're gonna try now to have a more stable work schedule. we're gonna try to to get more sports going um uh, as well. I know soccer's killing it right now as is volleyball um so you know we'll, we'll 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 try to keep up with that with that too and then basketball's looking really good this season as well. I'm um, all trying to make at least a few of those games softball too there's just so much man, so much. I'm only one man, but I, I I will I will do what I can. So I just I really appreciate all the support, all the comments, all the feedback. Uh, it 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 really means the means the world. Finally here, we will probably have a live stream. Um, because I did say after this game would probably be a live stream because we'd have four games in, and I want to get your feedback on how you how you feel about this football team right now. That will probably be either Tuesday or Wednesday. I'll make an announcement over there on Twitter. Uh, My Twitter info is below if you're not already following me. Uh, We will have the player of the week up later today. Um, You kind of probably already know who that is. Um, And then we have full game highlights uh, Monday. We also have the Dante McGee interview up later today as well over there on the YouTube channel. Like I said, so... We will have the post game is coming up right now with you will hear Coach Doro I did not ask a question. Um, there were two other guys. Well, three other guys. There two guys asked the question I, I needed to ask. And I was trying to get out there to get to, to some players before the crowd dissipated. Um, and then you will hear from Michael Slater. And then you will hear from our dear friend, Dante McGee so until next time my name is Jonathan Goodo, aka JG Smooth I'll talk to you all later okay good Here.
4: coach you want to start with an opening yeah, yeah. And I'll let these guys ask some questions yeah uh, just first and foremost I'm very proud of our team um, you know we took a tough loss last week and uh, we got out physical at times last week so just uh, it's what makes college football special to be able to bounce back and um, so I'm really proud of them really proud of our coaching staff I thought they uh I thought our coaches put together a really good game plan. I thought our guys executed it. It was to, you know, not try to be perfect, but just to really take care of the football, not turn the ball over uh, and not lose the game on third and long because Northwest is really good when they get you third and long. And I thought we executed that the whole night. I know it was conservative, but, uh, you know, we felt good at halftime. We thought maybe if we could get there, and put a little pressure on them. Uh, but I just, I thought we executed the whole night. Yeah, there's things we gotta do better, but two things that really stand out is I, uh, the turnovers, our defense forced, and then um, just, it was really great to see Steph and our passing game just finally click. And uh, I mean, yes, you guys know, in college football, you, you gotta be able to complete a couple of those, and they did, boy, they c- completed them tonight. Very opportune times, very big play, and uh, you know, it's just, it's hard to, uh, hard to do that stuff against Northwest, so proud of our guys hope we can use this as a way to springboard ourselves and just just play more consistent football uh, in all three phases and just play
1: complimentary football. I hope this shows our guys that we can do that. Uh, uh, Go ahead. Uh, Obviously Northwest being number two in the nation uh, at this moment just how big of a win is it for you and the rest of the team to have that under your belt?
4: Yeah it's it's great for our football team it's great for our university um, you know, we had a uh, like 50 some recruits here tonight. So, you know, anytime Recruits aren't dumb and they know you're playing the, the number two team in the country. I think it says a lot And I loved our sideline tonight. I loved our energy our enthusiasm uh, We just we got to figure out a way to transform that into our, our crowd consistently um, But yeah, I think it was just an overall
2: really really good win for our program and coach uh you know, Rich's defenses don't give up much against the mm-hmm. run. You were able to hit a, a couple big yeah. plays in that. Just what what were you guys – what were you happy with How what your guys were able to do in the running game
4: tonight? Yeah, we, we showed them some stuff tonight that we hadn't shown all year. And then it's, it's not you, – you just can't be conventional against them. They're just so good on the D-line. If, you know, if they recognize a traditional double team or a traditional down block, they just – they destroy it and get you in the third and long. So, you know, I thought our guys, we did some, some new things tonight, but they got to go out and execute it, And I really thought they did. And I think uh, when you go back and look at the runs, you know, it's hard to tell. Yeah. But I think when you go back and look at the runs, we're going to see really good perimeter blocking downfield by the receivers. And, you know, if you're going to break some big runs against these guys, you got to have that. So that was awesome to see.
1: I think it was uh, five turnovers that uh, your team was able to force tonight. Just uh, how? What can you say about the defense and uh, even the special teams contributed? Yeah, they did. I was, you know, we had
4: had. A, um, you got to be careful in things like you're not getting turnovers. So to get guys, they they think about it and then they don't. So all week we weren't we weren't saying, "Hey, we got to get turnovers." It was more of a focus on not even talking about it, but working extra punching the ball and extra ball drills with the DBs. So that was great to see. I thought they I thought they did. And I thought they came out and forced a couple of them tips. You know when guys have to come up that's that stuff's not easy so uh it was great to get some turnovers because we you know we hadn't had one since
2: uh, i think it was week two yeah and besides the uh turnover on the punt just your kicking game in general was great on oh, yeah. making those kicks and then uh them deep all night make him go the long way yeah. so uh, what what can you say about uh both
4: those units yeah i thought the field goal team was really good tonight uh they made the Nikki made a couple of really clutch catches and david gray i think he's I think he's, he's just coming into his own as a punter. I think he has a chance to be one of the best punters in the country for a guy who's just a just a sophomore. Uh, but it's it's what he does at midfield and his ability to pin people inside the ten yard line. That's just he makes it look easy. That is not easy to do, and he's just very smooth and natural. And just kind of reminds you of a lefty pitcher that's just smooth letting it go off his foot. and So um, you know if we can continue to get that type of play from those guys,
2: it'll really help us. And you've, I, I've read articles where you've talked about the pressure, of the Northwest job and all that, um, and the tradition there, obviously, uh, you and Rich are friends, obviously, yeah. how, what you said to him after the oh, game, yeah. or if you could share that, and uh, yeah, yeah, no, just would be him, obviously, yeah, talk about that a yeah, little
4: no. bit. Yeah, no, you know, told them, still you know, great friends with all those guys, just a lot of people, obviously, I grew up there, uh, it was great, I had a chance to see a lot, of, a lot of friends, guys I worked with for, you know, 10 plus years. Just wish them the best of luck and to stay healthy and, uh, you know, have a safe trip going home. It's uh, it's uh, crazy. I don't know if you knew the, the, the mess we got in last week coming home where we were stopped on I-44 for about five
1: hours. Uh, so just wishing them the best to get home safe. Uh, of course, you know, with the uh, uh, history with Northwest, is this, uh, this win any more special to you than... Uh no, it's it's a it's a big win for our program because it's they're ranked number three in the country. Um, you know, it's it's not about
4: me; it's it's about our team, and I'm just I'm just I'm really proud of them because I'm excited to go to, turn that film on. It'll should be cut up in an hour, and I'm, I just think I think we had some guys play really hard tonight. We're really physical, and um, you know, as a coach, when, when players play really hard,
2: there's just there's no better. Feeling as a coach when guys just lay it on the line. I think our guys did tonight Your D-line you the media day about yeah. how they were yeah. gonna be a strength and they had pressure on both quarterbacks all night yeah. Just what do you see from that group? Yeah, I thought
4: they played really really well, you know, Rob Fuentes uh, Suffered an energy injury, injury earlier uh, They get up, went in and got some x-rays and got him casted up and, You know that just speaks to his toughness. He was in there playing with one arm uh, Mike Slater's coming off a knee injury throughout the summer and he's just he's getting better every week cause he didn't have any summer conditioning, didn't have any fall camp, so Mike is, is getting his wind into him and just playing really good, Hunter Largent. You know, we were missing uh, Zane Adams tonight, you know, I think he's one of our best, so I thought the D-line, the thing that I really loved is I thought they pass rushed as a group, you know, it's, the quarterback's really good, and when he gets out, he's hurt people this year, and so they were able to apply a pressure, and they were rushing as a D-line, and Again, it's when the D line can do that. It's not easy, but when the D line buys in and does that, it's, it's you know, it's just, it's a, it's a work hard.
1: There uh, in the third quarter and a little bit in the beginning of the fourth, uh, they were kind of finding a the groove there. Uh, they scored on that touchdown. Just what was your team able to do, and what was kind of some of the stuff set on the sideline to uh, keep the team into it, and not uh, not paying Yeah, Yeah,
4: Well, yeah. uh, we talk about we use that buzzword to talk about changing the momentum in our program and. You know, I thought our guys didn't panic, and I thought we got went out and got a little bit more aggressive and hit a couple of play-action passes, which were huge because it swung the momentum back in our favor, and uh, we changed the field position, and even though it wasn't a touchdown, we got a field goal, so uh, when you can go down and respond like that against a really good team, it's it's, it, it's good. Good? Mm-hmm. Good. Thank,
0: thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you,
4: Joe. Yeah, thank you very
0: much. Congrats. Um. so obviously the season's been up and down for you all what What does this win mean to you um,
3: it, mean, it really means that we can beat anybody in this conference if that's the best team in this conference I mean we still got a lot to work on but like you know the Sky's a limit with this team you know what I'm saying this means this win this win ain't gonna change around the whole season you know what I'm saying but that's what it means it means we can we can, we can play with anybody in this conference that's exactly what it means
0: and as a defensive line unit this year I mean he has to have. Multiple goal line stands. You had one last, last week. What does that say about you all's mentality to go out there each and every drive and affect the game?
3: Well, we uh, we all got a job to do on defense. You know what I'm saying? And we hide, we we hold that to a high regard. If everybody's doing their job, then you know what I'm saying. It take care as, it. Take care of it. Takes care of itself. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, the goal line stand, we expect, to, we expect three now, we expect to, you know what I'm saying, dominate on defense. We ain't have, like, dominant defensive games, but, like, when when our back against the wall, we show that we can play some defense, you know what I'm saying? So it's all about doing our job at, at a high level, for
0: real. And how you, can you keep up this momentum heading into Lincoln next week? <laughs>
3: Just build from everywhere, bro. We made mistakes tonight too. You know what I'm saying? But we also did some good things. It's about correcting the mistakes and building off the good things. So that's where we're going from there. Huh.
0: Well thank you, Mike. Wish you be- and I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma senior expect Dante McGee following their uh upset win over number two in Northwest Missouri. Mm-hmm. Dante, let's talk about what this what this win mean <laughs> win means to the program.
2: Um, it means a whole lot you know northwest traditionally is one of the top teams not only in the conference but in the nation um you know coming in there ranked very high and so uh, us preparing for this uh this week in this game um it, it took a whole team effort and so just to see you know. Everyone's efforts from scout team, trainers, you know, people helping out with the equipment, like everybody's efforts. There's a, whole, there's a whole team effort to come out here and get this win like this. And it just means so much when you prepare so so much and so hard like we do to everything that you plan for, hope to come true comes true. So it means a whole lot to the uh, to the, team, the organization. I know it means a lot to uh, some of the guys, you know, who are new to the program and to kind of get this win, it, you know, to kind of show like, hey, we have, like, we got something going on here, so it just means a whole lot all, all the way around.
0: But now for the older guys, for you, for Johnny, for Jason, for Trayvon, you know, those guys that have kind of been here and, mm-hmm. and seen kind of the worst recently, like, how good does this win feel to you all to know you all can play at this level and play at this level for a full game against a really good team? Um, it feels good, and
2: then now comes, like, the frustrating part because, like, we know we can do this and we've been known that we, that we could be able to do this, but now it's just be consistent and, you know, playing at this high level. But, you know, showing that we can do this is just, you know, going to take a day-by-day day to show, like, it's going to take consistency. Uh, week in, week out, what, what's your preparation, what we're doing in practice, you know, just because we got this win, it is a great win. You know, we're going to celebrate and enjoy it for the day, but, you know, we're coming tomorrow, it's film, and then it's right back to work. So just trying to stack the days and be as consistent as we can so that we can have more and more feelings like this.
0: Now, I got to ask, because you were part of that 20, 2018 win, which one was better, 2018 or what happened here tonight? Ooh, um,
2: <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Stop it, stop it. Stop it. Don't be like that. Don't be like that. Stop. Uh look like a
0: game ball.
2: All right, then, Uh I'm going to be honest, I feel like I feel like you kind of can't compare the two because it's just different feels with the teams, different vibes. Um, I was the young guy back then. Now I'm the old guy getting the win. Um, back then, uh, it was kind of a little more excitement because to end the game, our defense had to get a goal line stand, and they got that. So then all we had to was just run a clock out. Versus now, um, we did get a few stands, but we still like had to play a few plays. So it's a little bit different feelings, but uh, nonetheless, it's still, uh, it's still, it's still just. It still just feels great, you know, to get a win against a team like Northwest and just to get a win period. because it's hard to win. So it just feels good all the way around.
0: And now you all used to win 2018 to win, I think it was like seven out of your last eight. How can you all kind of repeat that this season moving forward, starting with uh, Lincoln next next week? Um, You know, kind of you said
2: earlier, you know, we showed that we can play at a high level, you know, for four for four quarters. Now it's time that we got to go do It's going to take, you know, coming. to us and watching film, you know, not necessarily riding the height of the game, but, you know, looking at film and, you know, being critical of what we can get better. at, You know, obviously we did, we did enough to win the game, but that does mean we didn't have, you know, negative plays that we can, you know, get better off of our film. And so just again, week in and week out, we continue, we got to get better. We can not be stagnant. You know, we can't just because we beat a good team like that doesn't mean that, you know, we haven't made or that we're going to stay here. We got to keep getting better and better because Anybody in this conference can get beat, and so you know it doesn't matter where we're at or where the other team is. That you still have to bring it week in and week out.
0: Well, Dante, I appreciate you taking the time. Congratulations again, and I'm yeah. wishing you the best of luck uh, next week when you when you play Lincoln.
2: Yeah, thank you so much.